welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and it's one of my favorite days of the year. It is Potapalooza Day, and I have the opportunity to bring all kinds of amazing guests to the show that we wouldn't have normally had. My get Tessa, do you go by Tessa Lynn or just Tessa? Tessa Albert. I, I will do I will respond to both. I've been sort of playing with the fun of Tessa Lynn. But oh. Tessa is just fine, Jennifer. <laughs> I love it, though. It sounds really pretty. It sounds really pretty. So Tessa is a feminine energy coach. I I clicked the link and said, I want to I want to connect and play with her just because I love that title. I don't know what that is. Mm. What is a feminine energy coach? How do we play with you? Tell us your story. Yes. Well, that, let, uh, let me just say quickly so people aren't just like, what does that mean? Um, feminine energy coaching is helping women to be heard and be seen in a way that works well with others, right? So you can play with others and not feel like you're being a bitch or not have other people say you're being a bitch or any of that stuff. So my story began um I was basically super shy and because I was in a household that didn't feel safe you know my um one of my parents was kind of a rageaholic was definitely a rageaholic it was scary growing up and then and also my dad like disappeared you know for six months he'd go work somewhere he just announced it like the night before and then he's gone for six months so there there were things that just didn't feel quite right and as a young girl and I got my solace by going out I don't recommend this to young girls listening, but back then we could do this in my neighborhood because it was safe to do. Um, I would go into the woods and climb a tree and soothe myself there because it wasn't soothing at home. And then I would come home at the end of the day. You know, this is when I was not in school, of course, because when I was in school, I was being a perfect student because I needed to be. And over the over time, what was happening is I was just felt like I was losing parts of myself. So I was shy because because if I spoke up, I would either get in trouble or get blamed or get punished, physically hurt. And this went on for years until you know I became an adult, young adult, and then I rebelled against all of that and I became kind of a wild girl and you know a partier and things of that nature. And then I sort of somehow integrated those things and into a pretty fun, vivacious young adult. But I was getting feedback or pushback really from definitely from men who did not like when I spoke up. 
and and I was being like, I thought I was being really, really cautious and really careful about how I spoke up. But if I uh, went to defend anything, like um, I remember being in a class and one of the other people in the class was getting picked on by the instructor. I was like, this just doesn't feel right. And so I brought it up uh, in the debrief and then I became the target for the next six months of the whole group. It was horrible until finally that person recognized that they had been out of line with me and they apologized, but it was already too late. The whole program was done. The certification happened. I was picked on the entire time. So I noticed also I'm a Scorpio and sometimes we do say things that are direct, <clears throat> but I, I, people were perceiving that I was kind of bitchy and abrupt. And so it was either don't say anything. These are my options. Don't say anything or be ready to be attacked, you know, by somebody verbally. And so I was like, what the heck? And so I started reading, you know, like nonviolent commu communication, uh, all, all that wonderful stuff that Marshall Rosenberg did. But, but it took forever. It was really, that's a really long process. I liked a lot of it. And then I, at one point I wound up working, taking a process called the Hoffman process. And then I wound up working there, which was amazing because I got so much on the job uh, experience working with people and and helping them feel safe and so there was a lot of there were a lot of things that I learned about energy but I wasn't like fully present it wasn't until I learned how to tap in really to my own vulnerability without falling apart and communicating what I needed or what I was feeling or what would make me happy uh, in a way that could be heard, that that's when I started to feel like, oh, wow, I can speak up now. I can say something and I don't have to be masculine when I do it. And I don't have to just <clears throat> play with the boys uh, or not play with the boys, depending on the situation, right? So plus I found that really helped me develop my friendships with other women. So other women weren't like, I don't know if I can trust, you know, you know, a lot of women are like, they don't want to have a lot of girlfriends. It's like, oh, they're just going to bite me in the ass. And because it's true, a lot of women will do that. But you, when you develop feminine energy mastery, you start to be able to discern better who are the people you're going to let in to your inner circle. Um, you discern better what you're going to share, you know, what's too much information. And and you also get to choose how you show up within the relationship and it becomes so much easier and so much more connected. So whether that relationship is with a boss, you know, a manager, a husband, your children, all these things change. All these relationships start to shift into something more beautiful where you're more respected and that is the work that I love. That's part of part of the big piece of it. I I love that, and I probably definitely need your need your program because I don't know at this point in my life if it's just habit of people saying it, 
But if I make a statement that is something I truly believe, like it it resonates with me, this is my thing, this is how I feel about this. And even if I'm not harsh about it, but I'm, you know, matter of fact about it, I'll get, wow, Jennifer, why don't you tell us how you really feel? And I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Like you, like, I just like gave you a tiny nugget. There's a whole lot more that I didn't share. So is that kind of part of the thing that you would get a lot? Like, tell us how you really feel about that. Well, okay, let me. And now you just, you know, unleash the dragon, so to speak. Yeah. So I I um had a different style. Like mine was like try not to say anything because whatever I say isn't going to be received. But if I was invited, it often was a setup to be blamed or criticized. And I felt I I had taken a lot of things personally and I sometimes didn't understand what I didn't know for a long time was I wasn't actually understanding what the other person was saying because I had so many filters, right? Already judging myself. No, (laughs) don't say that, you you know, whatever it is. And that those filters I was projecting that onto or transferring that onto the other person. So it was hard to actually understand what was happening and words just messed it up. And so the, o- the only people I could really connect with for a long time were those who were suffering like I was, uh, the cry- you know, criers. So um, I was more in that zone, but then I went, I also had a phase where I was in the screw you and the, you know, whatever (laughs) stuff so I've had a little bit of both and when you learn these skills because they are skills they're not natural for most of us unless we had a role model a, a mother who naturally did this maybe with her husband then we probably didn't get any of it my mother didn't have any of those skills um she was you know mistreated her whole life and so she was of the version like don't say anything and then when you asked her something she was kind of like what you're talking about she was like that tough girl you know well it better be like this and da, 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 da. your father you know and um I mean I'm not saying that's you but there's the the protection that shows up for a lot of my clients and that's what it looks like yeah so it can sound critical when it's not meant as criticism ah right yeah and that's a big problem because it's really hard for other people to then manage that so we want to be aware of how we're coming across as much as possible i mean we all make mistakes but to take care of our own emotional management and find words and ways to say things that are still authentic that create connection rather than disconnection. Oh, I love that. Create connections rather than disconnections. Mm. I'm taking lots of notes here. I see that. (laughs) (laughs) I was that good student because I tried to write down, you know, if I was bored, I would try to write down everything they said. And what I didn't learn or realize way back when was 
then that just embedded in my brain and then I remembered it. So now I'm just an avid note taker and it's like, oh, let me put a star here and remember that. <laughs> yes, that's a good method. Uh, I love it. I create connection rather than disconnection. So if I were wanting to, I'm going to use the word modify, modify, tweak, smooth out my communication styles and my interaction styles. Do you have a few techniques or suggestions that you could share with me and the audience? Yeah. Like if I just gave you a formula right now, like it would work once maybe, but because you, you, we need to get to underneath it. And so the real tip is to start to pay attention to what you're actually feeling and start to accept your own feelings. So, you know, there's something like, what's an example, Jennifer, of a time where you might have that rough conversation with somebody? Like, what's a situation? If you don't mind me asking. Um, okay, kind of simple, but the reality. I am a very picky eater, eater, but the things I like, I like a lot of. Mm -hmm. And like, if we're at a restaurant and we're looking at the menu and people are talking about what they may or may not order and they'd say, oh, Jennifer, what about this? And I might say, well, I don't eat onions. I don't eat mushrooms. So I'm not ever going to order that. And it's like, oh, why don't you tell us how you really feel? I mean, like they just go off for like, who gives a shit? I don't like mushrooms and onions. Like, why are you making that a thing? So then it becomes a thing about right. the things I don't like. And I'm like, I don't understand why anybody cares, Tessa. Why do people care what I eat? <laughs> or don't people eat. Love to make things their business. But that, <laughs> and that's a, that's another whole problem. But um, so in that situation, okay, I love this. One of the things that you've been accustomed to needing to do, because you're trying to take care of yourself, right? And when the person points something out, like, what about this? What about that? What are you actually feeling in that moment? I'm usually feeling that's an invitation to have a conversation. Like you're and open? It, I, I feel like it's, well, now that you say that, I probably feel like it's a little bit of a setup. Like they're just asking me that to get me to say, I hate onions and mushrooms. And then they make Maybe. Yeah. They want to stir the pot. Yeah. So here's what I would, I would ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to get in touch with your values around what you eat. Like, right. So what is something like that's important to you about how you eat? It's important that I eat what I like. And what is it, what, what determines what you like? Well, like I've got a list of foods that I do like and I, you know, order them regularly or cook them at home regularly. Yeah. Um, and you like them because? Well, I like them because I like the taste. I like the texture. I like the flavor. Okay, great. So as you're sharing this with me, you sound really soft and lovely. You can go back and listen, right? <laughs> so that's the Jennifer I want to re have respond. 
to this person who's asking you about whatever it was, the onion rings. And so when they point out things on the menu, you're like, no, no. First of all, I want you to inhibit. I don't. <laughs> Just get it out of your vocabulary. <laughs> and then you're going to veto. I don't. And then you're going to say, you're going to tune into what your preference is and you're just going to speak to that. Oh, oh, I hear what you're saying. You know, I think I prefer. Whatever it is, potato skins. You know, I, I think I'm going to, I prefer the potato skins today. What about you? Right. So there's no argument. It's just you acknowledge the other person and then you say what you prefer. And they're like, oh, well, I really want, oh, you really want that. Yeah, well, go for it. Awesome. But here's a, okay, that was really simple, but here's the thing. There's a yeah, lot more going cool. on under the surface. Yes. And so what we would do is look at that because by now it's a habit and there's a reason it's a habit. There's a very good reason. And, and so we want, we would do in the work together, we would look at, well, what is the reason that I've been having to say these things? And, ah, what can I do now? You know, so there's a process for unpacking that stuff. Well, hopefully that was fun and helpful. Well, it is. And, you know, sometimes it's the simplest things that, but then you can like apply it in many, even deeper situations, but it's kind of funny that my food choices come up a lot and always have. Uh, I remember specifically one time we were at a restaurant and it was red lobster and I don't eat fish and I am allergic to shellfish and I'm never going to order it. Like I, I don't. Yeah. So the, the waitress came by and I ordered the amazing blackened chicken breast on a bed of fettuccine Alfredo. I was really happy with my choice. And my mother-in-law looked at me and said, are you ever going to learn to eat fish? And I said, no, are you ever going to learn to quit giving me a hard time about what I eat? And the answer is no. So can we just move on? <laughs> it was just like a constant, uh, you know, a constant thing, which, so it's so simple. And somebody's thinking, oh my God, Jennifer, nobody really cares what you eat, but holy crap, only they kind of do. It's they beautiful. just seem to pester you about it, don't they? Yeah. So there's an energetic field that's been set up and you keep getting into that little trap. And so I would show you ways to get out of that. And to well, you've given thing. me one really great way to get out of that. And I love that a lot, Tessa. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Oh my gosh. We had no idea things were going to go this direction today. And I love it. I love that you're so open. <laughs> things just go where they go on this podcast so as we wrap up uh like do you have one thing that you can share with the audience that might help them like you just helped me with my whole what am I going to order to eat <laughs> saga <laughs> you know I think along these lines one of the most important things is for women to stop defending themselves <sighs> And anybody really, if men, if you're feeling like that too, just take a breath and ask, how else would I like to respond right now? 
try it out. See what happens. Might be scary as shit. Oh my gosh. I love this. Okay. <laughs> Stop defending yourself. Take a breath and ask yourself, how would I like to respond? Tessa, That's it good. has been awesome to visit with you. And if someone wants to get hold of you, we'll drop all the deets in the show notes. But like, what's one quick, easy way to get hold of you? Quick, easy way is to go to tessafreegift.com. Tessafreegift.com. Yes. And you can sign up there, get my free gift to uh, help activate your soul fire. And we'll take things from there. Oh my gosh. I love that. Tessa, thank you so much for being a guest today and for all your wisdom and insights. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. It's been a delight. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. 